It's about time to take your great idea and turn it into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project. Are you trying to showcase your work or sell products of any kind? Well, you can use their beautiful templates and customize just about anything and make a beautiful website all by yourself. And if you get stuck, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support that is there to help. Go to squarespace.com grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you are showcasing your work or selling products of any kind. They have beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything. You can easily make a beautiful website all on your own, but if you do get stuck, Squarespace has 24-7 award-winning customer support that is there to help. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code GRACE, J-R-A-C-E, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com. Offer code GRACE for 10% off. Hello, Jack Ferry. Hi, Grace Helbig. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Very good, thank you. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. Thank you. It's nice to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having I'm me. I'm glad you're here. Otherwise, this doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, ghosts. Oh, we're talking about ghosts? Ghosts, things that freak you out. Also, um, by the time this airs, Jurassic World will be oh, yeah. in the world. That's right. And Dinosaurs. Akin to Thinking ghosts. Thinking about things that will scare you. Yeah. they sca- I, Literally, my first nightmare was Jurassic Park growing up. And I thought there was a dinosaur outside of my bedroom at night. Because you saw Jurassic Park as a kid and, and then yeah, it like, and traumatized only, you? I only saw the scene with the T-Rex and the, the car getting flipped oh, over. Such a good scene. And I had to make my friend turn it off because I was so scared. Really? Yeah. Oh, I saw that in the theater. No, I watched it at her house. Wow. She had like the VHS when sure. I was in fourth grade. And we watched that. She was showing it to me and I was like, I can't watch this anymore. And then I couldn't sleep all night. So that was my first like dinosaur ghost experience. Yeah. yeah. It's a hard to believe now that this is like the fifth Jurassic Park movie. I did. Yeah. I did see in theaters as an adult, the last one with uh, Jurassic. Chris, Chris Pat and Jurassic World, I think. Was is that it? called Jurassic World? Oh, no, this one's Jurassic. What was the one before? It was World and then they're doing another world. So many worlds. So many Jurassics. So many Jurassics. The one with Chris Pratt though and uh, Dallas Bryce Howard or Bryce yeah. Dallas Howard. Um, the previous one. Yeah, I watched that because I wanted to make sure that as an adult, I'd fully shaken my fear of dinosaur ghosts. And yeah, success. <laughs> my biggest fear was her white outfit getting dirty the whole time. Oh, yeah. And uh, sh- like, she was able to run in those heels, man. God, I can't even stand in heels. So <laughs> she's a true icon in the the people that wear heels world. Yeah, but we were we were talking about things that freak us out, and um, mm-hmm. do you, I I heard that you very recently got freaked out by a picture of a ghost. Yeah, so the show that Mamrie and I do, this might get Marcy, who is a writer, yeah. who also writes, uh, teaches and performs at UCB, where our guest. Uh, that's coming up spoiler alert also teaches and performs at UCB she was showing us this photo of someone in one of her uh, improv classes like their brother younger brother was in um, behind their house in the woods or something and then came back in and started like crying and screaming and freaking out wait how old is he I'm not sure I think he's like maybe 12 11 teenager ish years and came in freaked out the dad told this girl that was in her class like he's really freaked out and then showed him the photos that he had taken in the woods on his cell phone. And you can see in the photo an actual ghost boy, 
Like what? it's actual. I wish I had the photo. It's a this boy. I have to see. It now. is so. And she was like, he's too young to know how to Photoshop this. Like this is real. And then you swipe over it and it's zoomed in. It's an actual ghost boy in the middle of the woods. Then the other photo is a girl that has like some sort of veil and a dress on. What the fuck? And the boy looks like he's from like the you know 1800s. Get it, out of here! It scared the shit out of me. I gotta see these now. Yeah, and now I uh, I just watched. By the time this comes out, it'll be old news. Shane Dawson has this new series with Graveyard Girl, a beauty mm. guru from Texas, and she's into all these like old doll things and all these old like you know things that dead people had. Mm-hmm. And they go and they spend uh, a night in like the store called like odd like cool oddities or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. you know so one of those like creepy stores yeah you can buy like a, a, a an eyeball and a jar of formaldehyde yeah exactly <laughs> and like some weird stuff happens and so that's really a, I, oh, do you wow, believe in crazy those? i mean i don't know to be honest i yeah i was told that when i was growing up that in my like childhood home was like haunted and like there were stories and stuff <laughs> like that and there were weird things that happened like you put the bread on the counter and then like you leave and then you come back into the kitchen and like the bread is on the floor. Yeah. Like, the whole loaf is on the, like, like was placed really? there. And it's like, there's no one here that did that. But at the same time I was like, you know, but it could have been like my sister like screwing around with me because that, that is something that she liked doing. Totally. An older sister, obviously. Um, so I just, I don't know. I haven't had that experience where I saw something that was just like, oh boy, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I do love hearing these stories because- Oh, that's why we've had the Gabby show on oh, so yeah. many times. We've heard so many freaky stories from her. Yeah, because I mean, like, I'm I'm not like a religious person. I'm not a super spiritual person. Um, and so because of that, I would say I sort of categorize myself in sort of like the agnostic category. But that also means that like, I'm open to whatever. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, I'm If not... a ghost showed up tomorrow, you wouldn't deny that. Yeah, that's... exactly. I wouldn't yeah. be like, that must be, I must be hallucinating. I must be on some sort of drug. I would immediately think like, oh, okay, well, cool. I guess there are ghosts then. Yeah, you're open to the possibilities. I mean, in a way, I would find the idea of there being ghosts slightly comforting because it means Mm -hmm. that, like, this isn't just it. It's just we're here and then that's the end. Yeah. Um, But also the thought of it is also equally terrifying. (laughs) Every time I've heard about ghosts, the idea that I've heard about it is that the ghosts exist on this because they're trapped for some reason. They have unfinished business. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, there's some reason that they're still in this in-between before they go and move So what was 1800s boy in the woods trapped here for? No idea, but the photo is so fucking scary. It's unreal. Um, So what a great thing to talk about on a podcast is what a photo looks like. (laughs) Sorry, guys, we can't see it. Um, But let us know if you guys have had any scary, spooky ghost stories. Yeah, please let us know. That you'd want to share with us. Um, But I also get easily freaked by that kind of stuff. So if you do tell me, uh, I will probably block you. So <laughs> it's a it's so a dinosaur ghost would probably be the scariest thing for you because it combines two things that scare well, you a lot. That was a, <laughs> when I was younger. Now real ghosts scare the shit out of me because humans it makes it too real to mm. me. Like a ghost T Rex, if that showed up, I'd be like, oh, that's funny. As, as an <laughs> right. adult now, or I'd sure. have some sort of realism to it. Um, but speaking of funny. Yes. I think we should just get into this. Let's do it. We have Colton Dunn with us today. He is an actor. He's a comedian. He is an improv teacher, sketch writer. He does all of the things. He's a very hilarious human being, and I'm very excited to have him here with us. So let's get into Colton Dunn on Not Too Deep. Not Not Too Deep. With Grace Albeck. 
Support for Not Too Deep today comes from Zip Recruiter. Are you looking to hire someone? But there's, you know, where do you even, where do you start? Well, Zip Recruiter, that's the one place where you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. Guess what? ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employees who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Those are nuts statistics. With results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, you guys, my beautiful, wonderful... So, dedicated listeners, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash grace. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash grace. ZipRecruiter.com slash grace. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Not, not too deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by my dear friends over at Third Love. Armed with the measurements of millions of women, Third Love bras are designed to fit real women. And I can attest to this because they have sent me a couple of their models and they are absolutely wonderful. And this is coming from a girl that lives and dies by a sports bra. These are comfortable, comfortable bras. There's no more awkward fitting room experiences either because they have a fit finder quiz that helps you identify your breast shape and find styles that fit your body in less than a minute. You just answer a few simple questions and they have 60 sizes ranging from double A through G, including half cup sizing. So they guarantee a perfect fit and third love values, comfort and quality with straps that won't slip, ultra soft smoothing fabrics and lightweight memory foam cups. The labels are even tagless, so they're not itchy. Plus, returns and exchanges are always free and easy. Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering you wonderful listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash grace to find your perfect fitting bra. Get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grace for 15% off today. We're here with Colton Dunn. Yeah. Or your full name, <laughs> which is Colton Thomas Dunn McHenry. That's right. Okay. Nice. How'd you find that out? Uh, Wikipedia. The, the internet is this really? wild, wild oh, wow. I didn't know that was on Wikipedia. But you do a, you do a bit about how you don't go by your first name. I, or I your My full name. full name, yeah. Well, and, because it's like, yeah, Colton Thomas Dunn McHenry. You know, if someone was to hear that name, I don't think they would. Think of like a six foot, 270 pound black guy. <laughs> uh, I think that name kind of sounds more like a uh, like a character in like a Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> That's very fair. Yeah. That's very, yeah, very yeah, yeah. fair. Colton Thomas Dunn McHenry died of scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the Oregon yeah. Trail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was with Lewis and Clark all the way to the end. Uh, that how, how so many names? How? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Colton is a street that my mom saw okay. that she thought was cool. Thomas <laughs> is my mother's grandfather's name. Okay. Dunn is my mother's last name, and McHenry is my father's last name. Oh, and wow. Since they weren't married when I was born, gotcha. uh, they decided to use both of my last names. Gotcha. Now, how did you get into comedy, improv, sketch, that whole world? Where did that start? Uh, it started in high school. Um, I was uh, kind of a goofball. I actually went to school with a guy named Nick Swartzen, who yeah, was yeah. also a goofball. And um, we I played basketball, and he was kind of into skateboarding. 
And the people who skateboarded got really serious about that. And he wasn't, he didn't want to get that serious about that. And the people who played basketball got really serious about basketball. And I wasn't that's taking it that seriously. Yeah. And uh, then some dude came to our school and was like, hey, do you guys want to learn improv comedy? And we thought that was really funny. Uh-huh. And then we found out that somebody could get paid, you know, not a lot of money, but at the time when we were kids, yeah. you know, yeah. it was like $40 a show sounded like amazing. Um, that's a million dollars. And so uh, just to make stuff up. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I decided to do that because it seemed like the less work. <laughs> <option>. <laughs> what did you like fall in love with it instantly? Oh, yeah. I loved it right away. Uh, you know, like making an audience laugh. Uh, it's and intoxicating. It's great, you know, and, uh, you know, and everybody like is really nice to you afterwards, you know, yeah, everybody, everybody likes a funny guy. Do you remember who the guy was that came to your school? Yeah, his name was Jason Wooten. Really cool dude. It's a cool um, last name. Yeah. And uh, he did comedy sports uh, in Minnesota and they had a high school league. Uh, where it was like comedy sports is like a competitive short That's form. That's what I was going to say. Don't th- it's competitive, right? Yeah, Which yeah. seems counterintuitive. It's but- com- and it's not <laughs> I mean, it's really sort of, competitive. It's sort of jokey. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of jokey uh, competition. Uh, but they had a high school league where they would pit high school <laughs> against each other to do improv comedy. Nice. Um, and Jason was our coach and my first improv instructor. So it was kind of like a debate club where you guys would like it was sort of, each yes, other. It was like debate club That's where cool. we just made stuff up. Yeah. Right. Did you, That's great. Was there any sort of like psyching out before a competition or any sort of shit talking at all? Um, I mean, a little bit. But, you know, again, these were like these teams were made up of kids <laughs> Who found their place on their improv team in high school. Right. So we weren't like the <laughs> toughest bunch. Yeah, you guys weren't uh, the most confident yeah, people exactly, walking the earth. Exactly, exactly. So we were just we were just amazed to see other people who did what we did yeah. at another school. Just to feel a connection of yeah, community. Yeah, exactly. Being like, you feel this way too? <laughs> That's so fun. And now you've been teaching and performing at UCB. Yeah, for sure. I taught for a long time at UCB. Uh, I still perform there every Tuesday night. Uh, and sometimes on the weekends at the ASCAT shows. What's your show? Right. Uh, the ASCAT shows. ASCAT, and on Tuesday, the show's called Tuesday Club, 7 p.m. at UCB Franklin. But uh, we, uh, yeah, I started there probably in like 97. Wow. Way back in the day. Yeah. Um, and uh, back then, I, I, you know, I, you would intern for classes. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I went through the whole program by basically be kind of being an office manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then, it was such a like a low-fi business that we would get paid. At the end of the day, we'd take all the money in the drawer and put it in an envelope and then just hide it behind <laughs> files in a cabinet. <laughs> And that was the, the security high security. That was the security system. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that original space. Yeah, that it was, was a cool spot. Yeah, it used to be a. Uh, it was a strip, strip club, club before. Yep. <laughs> it was a theater, and so when I worked there, the guys would still like show up. Like a guy would walk in <laughs> and kind of like look around the lobby and like look in the theater and see a bunch of people laughing, and come up to the box <laughs> office and be like, "So, do they still?" <laughs> Do shows in here? <laughs> like, yeah, they do shows. You're yeah. Like, All right, cool. Uh, I gotta go. And then they walk out. <laughs> and be like, okay, that guy was 
looking for boobies. <laughs> Did any of the strippers ever come back? Come in? back and yeah. like, I, is it my shift? Yeah. No. <laughs> Just wander in, start taking their clothes off. God, oh, that would man, be so funny. great. What uh, I did the same. I went to the People's Improv Theater in New York. Yeah, and the, the pit. The pit. Yeah. Yeah. And did the whole intern for classes. Sure. Thing. And there it was like, it's a little different because it's a much more like ragtag theater of like yeah. a little bit more misfits rather than people like pursuing comedy. For and sure. I remember they had the uh, naked comedy showcase where oh, like wow. people perform naked and half the audience was allowed to be naked if they wanted to. Holy moly. Only half the audience? It was a very bizarre thing because they wanted to allow people to be there dressed as well. So I had to, as like an 18 year old, tell the people that wanted to take their clothes off that they had to sit on this side that had like plastic on top of all the chairs <laughs> and that people oh, that did it gross. had to sit on the other side. And did people come and watch the show naked? They did. And they came clothed and then as they walked into the theater, they just started taking their clothes off and wow. I was like wow this is comedy okay awesome some I mean, people just like to be naked I was very inspired by their confidence yeah I'm, was, not, I'm not one of those people yeah. <laughs> that's not my thing um, but you taught do you still teach no, or not coach? really. I don't really teach two more because now I'm on a TV show, so I don't yeah, need so to do like, that. I got bigger things to do. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I loved teaching. Uh, I used to, I taught for a long time. Um, when I when we opened up the theater out here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. I was one of the first teachers out here um, and kind of like taught sort of the first wave of people coming up. Uh, I taught for a while with a the theater. I ended up like for a while when I was, you know, just kind of out of work writer, actor. I was teaching out of my house, kind of like my own pickup yeah, yeah. classes and stuff. Um, it's really fun, but, you know, it's it's just a lot of work. And, you know, um, what's uh, the after why you get when you're in improv, it. it sort of becomes very all encompassing in your life. Yeah. Because if you're not performing, you're also rehearsing with your team. Yeah, and, and people yeah. understand that you rehearse for improv. It seems very oxymoronic to a lot of people. It does. Yeah. But you can, but there but you can muscle. really tell. You yeah. can really tell when a group has re- rehearsed together. What's the most common note you've given as a teacher if there is one that stands out? Uh, why, why do you think that's funny? (laughs) (laughs) Probably like, okay, why did you do that? So it's like Um, a rhetorical question. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, it's probably that maybe, maybe a lot of the biggest one is probably just to be confident or have an opinion. Yeah. You know, I think uh, that's a great piece of life advice too. I think so too. You know, when you're in life or if you're improvising and you want to start off a scene, just have an opinion. Yeah. I hate coasters, man. Coasters are dumb. And then just go from there. Right. That makes sense. Do you have a standout of the most bizarre student you've ever had or most strange coaching situation? Let me think. I was in a level two class and this one girl definitely was using it as her therapy. So every person in the scene with her became her mom or her dad and she would turn her back and just yell at them. Oh my God. And so it was the only time her teacher had to like dismiss someone from a class. Like you can't be in this class anymore. She just came in hot every class. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It was um, a a good study. I mean, I definitely, you know, um, (laughs) I wrote, I I did, I taught sketch writing classes and, um, and those are a little bit interesting, too, because it's not necessarily performers who take those. A lot of times it's just people who want to get into writing. Right. And I did. I had this older white woman who came in and all of her sketches were always about like minorities and like from the minority point of view, you know. Right. Um, 
and not in a bad way. Like she was, I think, trying to be like cool, mm-hmm. but it was also kind of like, this is so weird. And, like yeah. kind of missed the mark. And you know, yeah. what are you doing? Why, why, why is it always, you it's know, and she's like, right. Well, you know, and she's right? like, yeah, you know, I'm just, this is what I see on the streets. I want to, <laughs> wow, that's so weird. Uh, okay, so you've been in Rooster Teeth's Laser Team and the sequel. Oh, yeah. You've done a ton of TV stuff with like Key and Peel and Comedy Central, and you're now in Superstore. Mm-hmm. I have a, I mean, I work on the internet and love Rooster Teeth. What was that like for you? Have you noticed like a difference of fans? Because the RTX fans are like very hardcore. Oh, they're, they're pretty serious fans, yeah. man. Um, they're great. Uh, it was a big difference, you know, uh, before I, you know, sort of before I did laser team, uh, when they reached out to me, cause I was the only guy mm-hmm. in the laser team who was not like a in employee the rooster of umbrella. rooster teeth, you yeah. know, like I was just some random dude who came in. <laughs> and so for me, it was crazy. Cause I only knew them from red versus blue. And I was right. like, Oh cool. So these guys like make these things. And then you go down to Austin and they've got like two airplane hangers yeah. it's crazy. Like full of animators <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, uh, is that where you guys shot? Did you shoot in Austin for? Yeah, we shot both. Both okay. movies were shot uh, in Austin. The first one was kind of shot around uh, the, you know, Austin and, and uh, the Austin area. And the second movie was kind of basically shot, you know, it takes place on a spaceship. So most of it was yeah. shot on in, in the studio lot that Whoa. Rooster Teeth has where they built all these sets. And, uh, you know, so that was already a cool experience to see how these guys have like built up this awesome place there. And then to go to their, you know, their RTX convention. Yeah, I've been a couple of times. It is an overwhelming experience. It's insane, you know. And uh, I mean, these the fans take it like real seriously. It is like the best ever for them. So that's just fun to be around that energy. Yeah. To be around the energy of people who are so excited about something and like really excited to meet you and like, they don't even know you. Right. <laughs> um, so it was good. You know, you, it takes a little bit to get used to at first, um, yeah. you know, because like, that's not really my thing to like walk around and have people like, oh, I want to take your picture. And, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you have any standout, interesting, like fan experiences? Um, well, you know, one thing I learned really quickly, you know, when I got <laughs> there, like, cause I, you know, I would like, I tweet and like put stuff on on Instagram and, I was at in Austin and I was I was listening to music in a bar and I like put it on like Instagram or uh-huh. something. I was like, oh, cool. You know, look at this music in a bar. I'm hanging out in Austin. Yay. And then I like got a beer and then some people came in and they were like, hey, Colton. And I was like, hey, <laughs> oh, and no. they were like, we saw on your Instagram. We wow. were able we were been walking around trying to figure out which bar it was that we saw. And it was Whoa. this one. Cool. Can we get a picture? And I was what? like, uh, yeah, so it's a little. Wow, that's wild. It's wild, you know, but it was also like, oh, okay, that's what this is, you know, that's yeah, what this is going to be. Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah. It's a very intimate experience for the fans that yeah. they feel like they know you and that you guys have a relationship yeah. and that whole thing. Uh, and that's the first time I ever went to RTX. I have gone to like VidCon and YouTube conventions. I was like, it's going to be the same thing. And then Hannah and I walked in and I was like, this is nuts because we're not part of the gaming community at all. Yeah. It was so overwhelming. Then watching Bernie Burns walk around like a Pied Piper and all of these kids just like following oh, him. Yeah. For, they didn't want anything other than to be close to him. And I was like, this is Bizarre. And he stinks. Yeah. <laughs> he smells horrible. <laughs> so uh, they must really like it. It was, yeah, they were really putting up with a lot. Uh, <laughs> it was really insane. Uh, are you doing anything else with Rooster Teeth? Anything um, in the works or is it all kind of? 
you know, I mean, every once in a while I'll go down and like do uh, do some of the, one of their shows or something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but, uh, you know, as of right now, uh, no, you know, right now we're just kind of chilling out. Chilling well, you're out. very busy with your television show. Very busy with that. Yeah. I'm actually on hiatus, so I'm not busy with that. Oh, at all. Okay, I'm very it. busy with I was gonna uh, say, playing thank you. Fortnite. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I hear great things about it. Are you a gamer? Uh, yeah, sure. I definitely am a, a gamer and, uh, you know, it's really like where my, a, a large part of my friend circle is yeah, yeah. video games. Do when you're on hiatus, do you feel relief or like anxiety that you want to be working? Uh, you know what? It, 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 it fluctuates back and forth. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, the weeks leading up to going on hiatus, I'm always like, I'm just going to enjoy this. I'm going to get some time off. I'm going to work on, you know, my own writing. And then about two weeks into it, you're like, why didn't I do anything? I'm not doing it. I'm not working at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Uh, The wave of panic. Yeah. Like last year I did your laser team in the hiatus. I did laser team two. And uh, I did a movie called blockers. Like I completely filled up my hiatus. Yeah. Um, And so this time I really tried to like, keep it, more open but now it's like here you know i'm panic. trying to like to do whatever i can i just want to do <laughs> and something here you are and here i am on this podcast make me mean something <laughs> uh how is blockers blockers is hilarious yeah, yeah. i see the billboards are everywhere also oh, you John gotta see are you a wrestling fan uh, I, I mean, I was, I got, I stopped watching wrestling before John Cena got in, right. but I, but I definitely, the guy's great. He's super cool. Yeah. How was he working on set? Uh, well, it, he was great. I never really did any scenes with him, but mm-hmm. I would ride in the uh, van with him back and forth <laughs> to uh, base camps and stuff. And he's a super nice guy. That's and awesome. he's hilarious in the movie, which was really awesome to yeah, see. Yeah, the That's trailer great. looks amazing. It looks really, really funny. Have you guys been doing just like a ton of press for that? Or is that kind of way? Me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I play a limo driver in it. So, uh, <laughs> so you're at every junket. You so they got me press. everywhere, going yeah. out, talking to all the people. <laughs> Everything. Um, not too much press on my end but uh they definitely did had a pretty good uh uh press push for the movie so uh yeah i think it did well that's great um do you like the movie i love it i thought it was hilarious um you know i have a young daughter so uh it was kind of you know a lot of the movie is about um parenting a, a daughter as they come to age and the appropriate way to uh to allow uh, women to, you know, branch out and then explore their sexual identity, and so uh, I thought it was, I thought it was good, That's and great. it's also super hilarious. It's, it's interesting too that you uh, you call it blockers when I. It's clear, clearly the uh, writer's intention was to call the movie cock blockers, but they oh, yeah. couldn't call it cock blockers, so instead Imagery. they have uh, a, a photo of a rooster. Yeah, yeah it took me a second. Yeah. I did for me as well. And I felt sad that it took me a second. Yeah, agreed. And I think it's really funny. It, it grew on me. Um, what was it called? Originally, I believe it was called The Pact. Oh, interesting. That's what I did. Oh, that sounds okay. like and, uh, a horror movie or something. Yeah, right. Um, but it was like that they had made a sex pact. Yeah, of course. You know, so. right. yeah. Um, and then uh, a few months after we shot the movie, I got this email and they're like, Hey, just so you know, they're going to be going with a different name for the movie. Um, They want to call it cock blockers, but you can't call it cock blockers, Uh obviously, because of standards. You can't just put posters up and say cock. So it's going to be the picture of a rooster Uh and then blockers. (laughs) 
And it was like, what? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> what are you also, talking about? Are they sending this out for your approval? Or they yeah, sending this out? Kind of like, like, yeah, yeah. Well, sure. I was just the limo driver. I don't know why you guys. <laughs> well, you do stuff with rooster teeth, so you know about roosters. Does oh, yeah. And I, you know, but I do also know that, that they're like, the, the rooster teeth guys are like, we wish we did not name ourselves rooster teeth. If oh, they could change anything. Oh, really? Why? They just, I think it's just because it's like. It's a little, it doesn't mix. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think it does. It it is a playoff of Cockmouth. Oh. Rooster Teeth. I never put that together. I think that's where it comes from. I think it's like the origin. I'm not quite sure. So maybe I'll get a bunch of tweets telling me otherwise. But I guarantee you. But I do know. I've heard them just be like, yeah, you know, maybe we could have come up with like a cooler name. That's interesting. But Rooster Teeth is where it is. It's specific. It'll be that forever now. Oh, yeah. You wrote. For Key and Peele for a while. I did. Yeah, you did a ton of stuff with them. Is there ever a sketch that you wrote that aired that you wish you could go back and change? <laughs> one that I wrote that I could go back and change? Or one that you were in that you were like, I wish I had did this a little differently. No, I loved everything about that show. That's I can't great. think of anything there, that I would have changed. Then flip it. What's your favorite sketch that you've written? Uh, the favorite sketch that I wrote on Key and Peele was... Uh, well, it's probably a sketch called Lil Homie. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Lil Homie is a sketch where a guy goes to talk to his parole officer to check in with him. And his parole officer is played by Jordan. And he's like, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm your parole officer. I'm going to talk to you about stuff. Um, I'm a little straight laced. You know, this guy, you know, Keegan is playing a character, you know, kind of thugged out guy. And he's like, so you don't need to talk to me. I want you to talk to somebody you feel comfortable with. Yeah. And then he pulls up a puppet <laughs> oh, no. that's named little homie. He's like, Hey man, it's me little homie, you know, and little homie tries to get him to smoke weed and to like do crimes. Um, it's, uh, it's, a, that's, that's my favorite sketch. That's really yeah, funny. Yeah. I think the police could actually legitimately use that. <laughs> yeah. They should tactic. have little puppets to like interact with the community. Yeah, oh, my God. Much more approachable, relatable. Oh, it'd be great. Are you legitimately all about HQ trivia? I love <laughs> HQ trivia. <laughs> I was so mad because it, you know, it takes me. I'm, I'm in Atwater Village, yeah, so yeah. I had I had to leave a little earlier to get here on time. Uh, and HQ started while uh, I was driving uh, in the car. No. Sorry, Colton. and I like debate. I was like, well, I can get off the freeway real quick. <laughs> and I've done this before. I have gotten have off you? the freeway. Oh, I've gotten off the freeway, parked oh, the car, yes. and just like. You know, I have not won once on HQ ask, Trivia, have, no winning. What's the closest you've gotten? Gotten a question 10. Oh, Man. that's flirting gotten with the question devil. 10. Wow. That must hurt. Uh, but uh, I love HQ Trivia. It's so great. Oh, it's <laughs> it's a genius thing. It's so smart. Yeah. I don't know how it sustains itself. I have <sighs> no idea what they're doing. I don't know. Like, I, like, I keep y'all. listening for ads like, oh, I maybe think, there's like some yeah, ads with questions. I think they are doing ads but it's so subvert that it's like buried in questions where whenever they talk about because brooks plays all the time i don't play he gets very upset when he misses it as well yeah i you can hear like specific products being named or when they have like people that are really interesting when they have like guest people come on and like guest host with him that are like promoting their film sure i feel like the studio is paying for them to get Placed on HQ trivia. That that, that, that's pretty clear. Like that yeah. one, I'm like, okay, they have the voice people on. It's right. like a fifty thousand dollar thing. Like clearly, this is you know some product yeah. integration. 
But yeah, I keep listening. I'm like, but I think it's because I'm I'm focused so hard on, on trying to trivia. get the question right, right, that I'm not picking up that they might be advertising to me, and you're it's going, a genius thing, and, and I'm totally buying, gonna give into it. You're buying Tide Pods all day, and you don't yeah, know why. Like, why buy all these Tide Pods? Yeah. Man? Uh, would you ever take a job like Scott's job on HQ? Oh no way! <laughs> Every day. Every day. Every day, two times a day. Yeah, that's and, crazy. And like, and you know, and I, I'm not bad at a teleprompter. Sure. But I mean, that he is great when, at teleprompter and he is just gunning through all those questions. And when and things like, glitch and you have to like hold like. Oh, fill time. Fill time. And you know who else yeah, I feel bad for? When he's not there. Oh, the when guest he's host. not there and the that, guest hosts are there and they're great. They do a great job, but the people, people in the comments sections are just destroying them. I mean, Rooster yeah. Teeth has intense audience members, but yeah. like I've oh, looked H-cuties. at comments being like, the H cuties are so they cute. They get ugly. <laughs> the H cuties get ugly. That's really funny. It's so, and I feel so bad. They say such vicious, like vile, hurtful yeah. things. Wow. And it just, it's like immediate. Like Scott, my little brother and his boyfriend like want to marry Scott so hard that that's what they play all day just to look at him. And oh, I'm that's like, funny. This is nuts. I heard Scott like move back to his like parents' house and then book this job because he like wasn't working in New York. And then all of a sudden this thing blew up. Like, yeah. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. Great I was like, that him. makes me happy. But I can't imagine how stressful it is to do it twice he a day. He does a great job. He does a great job. At He's it. pretty awesome. Uh, I was looking at your Instagram. Mm-hmm. You post a lot of um, cooking. Are you? I do. Are you into that? Uh, yeah, I love to cook, uh, um, and uh, I do like a lot of those, like um, you know, Sun Basket or Green Chef, where they like oh, send yeah. you the ingredients and the yeah, directions. Oh, we're big Blue Apron people. Okay, yeah, I love Blue Apron. Yeah, uh, and so um, and now we know, just did an ad. And Hello so Fresh. Yeah, <laughs> Hello Fresh is yeah. great. <laughs> um, you know, but I I really enjoy it. Uh, it's relaxing for me uh, yeah. to kind of like. Kind of just come home and just sort of like cut ingredients up and also just um, to know that you're not making waste. Yeah, when you cook with those, oh. as long as you cook with them. Yeah, true. If you <laughs> like, you know, there's a couple times where I like just a week where I get lazy and I don't cook the meals and yeah. I'm yeah, like, and they oh get, man, they go I, bad. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, what then, a dick! Yeah. I just ruined everything. Yeah, uh, but uh, I love it. I love cooking, and now I, now that I've done those, the one nice thing about you know, especially like Blue Apron and those ones is that. You actually pick up. Yeah, you kind of learn how to cook. You start learning, yeah, you know. You learn so then you can, yeah. So then you can be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and make this uh, quinoa on my own. Yeah, and, uh, uh, it makes you feel like an independent adult. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. more empowering than being able to cook and properly pronounce the word quinoa. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's a transition to adulthood. Yeah, right. <laughs> now you're a regular on Superstore, mm-hmm. but what was your first job before you got paid for comedy, or did you go right from? comedy sports into getting paid for comedy. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. My very first job w- was in high school and that was at Brugger's Bagels Ooh, in nice. Minnesota. I worked at a bagel shop and, uh, did they know, make the bagels in house? They made the bagels there in the house. Um, I didn't do that part of the job. I just worked at the front and would make people sandwiches, but it uh-huh. wasn't always busy. Um, and I was in high school. So one thing that I would do is I would like make a sandwich and then stick it in my pocket <laughs> and then go in the bathroom and eat it. Like that <laughs> like was a, my big perk. Like a depressed girl. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I thought it was, I was, I, it excited me. I was like, <laughs> oh man, I'm eating all the bagel sandwiches I want. Uh, and then I was a, a, a movie theater manager. 
Oh, um, a manager at a movie theater. Yeah, I worked my way up pretty quickly to become a manager and a, and a projectionist at a movie theater Very in downtown cool. St. Paul. Uh, and then I was a video store manager in oh. New York, and I worked Those at... Those ancient ruins. Yeah. Which video in, store in New York did you work uh, at? I worked at TLC. Yeah, sure. And I worked at Kim's Video, and mm-hmm. I worked at Two Boots Video. Yeah. If uh, anybody goes into it, the Upright Citizens Brigade Beast Theater, uh-huh. that was, that's East. where I used to rent movies. That's I worked that two boots. Yep. So wow. those all like all, almost all of the signs that they had, like hand drawn signs, yeah. that was like me and another guy. <gasps> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Whoa. Nice. Where are those signs now? I don't know. It used to be really big. Now? Like yeah. that that video store used to be really really. You can big. still see the floor of where I stood when you. So when I go to the beast, <laughs> I walk in and I can see like. There's the uh, the outline of where my desk, where the be- the counter was, counter was really? yeah. and then like the floor, uh, and uh, yeah, so it's yeah, also, and now now it's like a bar, and it's like just in a the, bar in yeah. the front of the yeah. UCB East. But also, how weird that it was a th- movie theater that you worked in, and then became a comedy venue that you also worked. I know in. that's it, very weird, that's right? Really strange. Do you have like an affinity for seeing old VHSs and things like that? Um, I do. You know, when I see them, I don't ever see them anymore. Right. But uh, I, I do. I used to, you know, and I was like a, I was like a collector. I used to have tons of videos, VHS. And yeah, then, yeah. You know, and then when DVDs came out, like slowly was able to get my entire collection on DVD. Uh, and um, yeah, and then a few, probably about, you know, five years ago, I was just like, what is... Why? <laughs> yeah. Like get rid of all this stuff. Did you, you know? get rid of your all I don't have it? anything. I don't have any uh, except wow. for like screeners that I get. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, other than that, I don't really have any DVDs. So or- minimalist. Um, is there since you were such a collector, a show or a movie that you that hasn't had a remake that you wish would get a remake? Oh, you know what? I well, gosh, I was just talking to somebody about this and I was like, I wonder if they're gonna remake that. Oh, what was it? Oh, oh uh, it, uh, Voyagers. Have oh. you ever saw the show Voyagers? It was a show <laughs> where... I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Okay, so Voyagers, uh, if you if you Google search the TV show Voyagers, you'll find like this little like kind of Jewish looking kid in the okay. 80s. Uh, and then a guy who kind of is dressed like a pirate. <laughs> okay. Right. And him and this kid travel through time. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, and uh, that's the show. They go from <laughs> different time to different time, and they help people in that time, you know, solve a problem. Kind of like, and a, kind of like a quantum leap. It's, it's, it's basically quantum leap <laughs> if he had, like, this little kid with him the whole time, <laughs> and he was, a, like, a time pirate or something. <laughs> that's amazing. And they're not related. No, I don't think they're related. Right. Somehow they just have teamed up. I they're forget exactly buddies. how they got, got together, it. but... Yeah, they just hang out together and <laughs> hey. they travel through time. You, I mean, they're helping I humanity, think you could, sounds like. I bet you could require the rights to this and reboot it yourself. I bet you could do Colton. this. All right. I think I could do that. Just me and some kid. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, get one of the Stranger Things kids. <laughs> yeah. They're blowing up right there now. There we go. Here I like are. that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get into some of these Twitter questions for Boy. Colton Dunn on Not Too Deep right after this. Not, 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 not
too deep. Surprise, surprise. Today's episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good friends over at Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're looking to start a new business, showcase your work, publish content, sell products, and more. Squarespace is the tool for you with beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize just about everything in a few simple clicks. You can easily make a beautiful website all on your own. And they have a powerful e-commerce functionality, which lets you sell anything online and analytics that help you grow your site in real time. And everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. And there's nothing you have to patch or upgrade ever, which is great because I don't even know what any of that means. But if you do want to talk to someone who knows what that means, you can get their 24-7 award-winning customer support. Buying domains is simple with Squarespace. They empower millions of people from designers to lawyers, artists to gamers, even restaurants and gyms to turn great ideas into something real. Check out squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Use the offer code GRACE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com. Offer code GRACE for 10% off. Not, not too deep. Support for Not Too Deep today comes from HelloFresh. It is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook eat and enjoy. You choose from three plans that include classic, veggie, and family. And each box is delivered right to your door in recyclable, insulated packaging and made of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients and carefully selected from farms and high-rated trusted sources. Plus, with the simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards, you can feel confident in your cooking. They even have lots of one-pot recipes that require the most minimal cleanup, so you can spend less time planning your meals and grocery shopping each week and get that time back to do whatever it is that you do. Uh, I personally love this company. I love their program. I love their meals, their packaging. They make it super simple, but it's it's more... Um, I don't know, self-impressive. I feel proud of myself after I've made a meal instead of just ordering takeout. Uh, plus, I have everything I need without wasting or buying too many of X number of Y ingredients or forgetting an ingredient. And guess what? For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash NTD30 and enter the code NTD30 to get 30 Dollars off your first week. That's HelloFresh.com slash NTD30. Offer code NTD30 for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. And we're back with Colton Dunn on Not Too Deep. Okay. Yeah. He's oh, got to hey. get his microphone situated. Hey, sorry about that. Uh, Welcome so, back. As you know, we have a ton of really amazing and thoughtful and insightful, hopefully, Twitter questions for you. But before we get into that, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest that's on the podcast. Got it. And the first one is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Throw some cold spaghetti at? Donald Trump. That makes complete and utter sense. No follow-up questions. (laughs) Uh, And the second question I ask everyone is to tell us your worst pants-shitting story or close call, but you can only use... (laughs) Three words or three small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. Okay. Maybe birthday park shorts. Uh. <laughs> that sounds like a very beautiful poem, too. I like that. Uh, all right. Well, now let's get into these Twitter questions. Um, someone wants to know, would he ever consider directing an episode of Superstore? 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I possibly, yeah. but it's a lot of work, you know. And so I, I definitely. There's part of me that like just because I love the show, I would love to do it. Yeah. But there's also part of me that does not like to work a lot. <laughs> like, to, like chill out and like relax yeah, so and like when they say cut, I like to go home. <laughs> and play the director Fortnite. like has to stay play Fortnite. Yeah, the director yeah. has to like stay there and like edit stuff. So yeah, maybe maybe let's see if I can find some motivation. Would you get into the world of directing in general? And that, or is that I mean, amazing? I've directed stuff before. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so you yeah, know, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I know it's a lot of work, yeah. you know, and um, but I, I could, you know, it's just it would it would de- I guess it would depend on the project. That makes sense. Yeah. That's a very professional answer. Uh, so let's know if you could do a guest spot on any current TV show, which would it be and who would your character be? Oh, man. Uh, guest spot on any TV show. Okay, Westworld. Oh, oh nice. And I would be a samurai robot. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, what are you watching right now? Uh, Other than obviously Westworld. Yeah, I'm watching Westworld. Uh, watching Handmaid's Tale. I'm watching, uh, I just started watching the show called Lucifer. Oh. Because my wife's mother-in-law really like or my wife's mother like uh, my mother-in-law really likes it <laughs> um, nice. and uh let's see what else do i watch that's do those, you, those are the big ones that i watch have you gotten into queer eye yet oh the new one yeah no i haven't seen it yet but i hear it's great pretty great yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, it was like dominating all conversation for a good two weeks when it yeah, came out. I just try and like <laughs> slip it into every episode. Uh, People said it's like it's different than the original. It one. is the very original different. one was like real silly. It's yeah, much more inspiring. This, this one's also silly. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very. It has a silliness to it, and then all of a sudden you're smacked with like a very sincere conversation, oh, and snap. it's like. Yeah. It's, but it's great. It's not too much. I just love it so much. I just want to be friends with those guys. <laughs> um, okay. How do white people feel about high fives? Discuss. And then there's a photo of you high fiving. A photo of me? Mm-hmm. High fiving who? I can't tell. It's blurry on here. It could be anyone. Uh, well, I, I high five. Okay. Uh, I think white thoughts? people love high, high fiving. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> I mean, white people high five a lot. We're huge too much, fans. Too uh, much. I believe there's even uh, there was an old sketch called high fiving white guys. Oh, that's probably what he's referencing. That's probably because I was like, this seems specific to something you've done before. Oh, I mean, about I didn't before. have anything to do with the sketch. I can't remember what sketch show it was from, but oh, there okay. is a there. I do remember a sketch, and the sketch was just like a herd of white guys just like <laughs> high, constantly high fiving each other. Um, but yeah, I think I think white people love high fives a lot. Fair, we do. There they we go. Just happened. Oh. <laughs> uh, how did he enjoy his time on Parks and Rec and working with Amy Poehler? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm a huge Amy Poehler fan. Wow, uh, scandalous. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, right? That's a hot take. That's a very <laughs> um, rare opinion. But, uh, you know, and, I, and obviously I worked at the, at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, which right. she helped start, uh, you know. Um, so it was it was a blast to work on Parks and Rec. Uh, and so did you know did you know her, like, way back in 97? Sure. Like, I mean, I didn't, like, day. know her, know her. She was just, like, one, she of, was the, one of the founders. founders. People of the theater, yeah. Right. Yeah. What, what's been the most intimidating job that you've been on or like the most nervous you've been for mm. a gig? I think probably the most nervous that I was, was when they, they, they brought back the Arsenio Hall show. Right. Yeah. And I wrote on that. 
Um, and I was really like nervous to meet Arsenio Hall. Yeah, how'd that go? And I was like, oh, I hope this goes well. And then it went great because he's like super funny and super chill guy. Yeah, so he's like a great. total professional too. Yeah. That he's oh, just yeah. like a master. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, how long did you do that for? Uh, just a few months. Uh, and then I went back to Key and Peele gotcha. for, for our second season. Uh, what's been like the most intense writing situation that you've been in? Was it that too? Um, like most intense. I mean, <laughs> uh, I guess the most, the probably the most intense writing situation would have been a show that I wrote for called "Ain't That America" with Lil Duval. Oh, you guys okay. know who Lil Duval is? No, unfamiliar. Okay. Uh, it was an MTV two show, and Lil Duval's a stand up comedian. Uh-huh. And it was just like we had to watch. It was a clip, one of those clip shows where they watch like you know oh. people falling off of stuff, right. or, you know, Things like that. And so we would just have to watch hundreds of these like Jeez. online videos, and then write you know fifty jokes per video. Oh, that sounds and, exhausting. You know, and little. But the thing was is that Lil Duval's a stand up. You right. know, he's already funny and he can be funny on his own. So we'd like spend like just days writing all these jokes it's and like then we give them nowhere. to him and he'd be like, whatever, man, <laughs> you know, and then do his joke, oh, which no. is fine, you know, cause right. so it's his show. And so, but right. it was perfect. Yeah, but right. it was, it was the so, writer's room on that show was just like tons of tons of work. So had, did that turn you off at all from the world of like online video after being, I'm sure that for a second you were like, it definitely turned me off of clip shows um, <laughs> I can't and, uh, and writing for jokes for those. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I still, I mean, I, I'll still watch online video, you know, like a lot of times I'll go into a bar and they'll be, you know, they'll have like chive TV or something on right. and I'll just sit there and just watch, you know, people, snowboarders like fall and stuff like that. It's, <laughs> right. I think it's a good, it's good for the brain. Yeah. Um, you I, you use your Twitter and Instagram uh, like more than I think a lot of other like actors do sometimes. Oh, do yeah. you like social media? Is that something you like participating in? Yeah, I enjoy it. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not really on Facebook too much. I have like yeah. a Facebook fan page, but I got off of Facebook a while ago uh, personally, and so just immediately I was like, well, but. I'll do Twitter and Instagram. They're completely different, right? right? Even though it's just the same thing. It's just, just different. decomposed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I like it. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love being able to like get, you know, get a response if I want one. But sure. I also like the idea that I could just like tweet whatever I want and then just not even look at what anybody's yeah, responses are exactly. and like, yeah. go about do my thing. Is there um, anyone that you follow on Instagram or Twitter that's like your number one, either if it's like a hate follow or that you're like genuinely they're so good? Um, oh, you know what? There was a, and she stopped tweeting, but there was like, somehow I started like following this girl and she was like a high school girl. I I, I was get, gathering, uh-huh. but she was really funny. Oh, really? I can't remember. I think it was, I want to say it was like VHS shapes or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, she was so funny and <laughs> she like would just have funny takes on everything. Uh, but she hasn't really tweeted too much, so I don't see that one anymore. Oh no, someone go check and then, it out. Uh, and then on Instagram, it's you know I I follow a lot of product lines on Instagram. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, like tech what? products and just like or like you know like this thing for my phone case is yeah, called yeah. Twelve South. Like I follow them. Uh, you know, um, uh, pe- you know people who like decorate their houses yeah, or yeah. something. 
Like, I just love that. I just love like looking at va- cool vacation places. So like, basically your Instagram feed is everyone's like sponsored ads that pop the, yes, up. Like, and that's your whole up. feed. I straight up, like I'll see an ad, I'll be like, oh, that's cool. And then it says sponsored and I'm like, oh, and I'll go follow them. Oh, wow. So, like, I told them, so I, you you're know, the demo. Yeah, you're I why they the do that to they us. Love, they I'm love the guy. And, I, and I'll buy their shit. I'll buy it. Wow. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing? Thank you for helping keep Instagram free. Yeah, exactly. What's like the strangest thing that you've like, I buy too much stuff online. Have you ever had a purchase show up that you're like, oh, I bought that. I forgot. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, For sure. Um, I bought so many ridiculous things. Um, I bought and like, and, and, and multiples. Okay. <laughs> you know, like I bought uh, one thing. This is more practical, but it's still kind of funny because this just happened. Uh-huh. Like, you know, there was there was a there was a, like a larger than normal earthquake uh, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and so I was like, you know, and I have this little earthquake kit, right? And so I went to check on it, and I, and realized that some of the stuff had expired. So I was like, well, I gotta order another earthquake kit. <laughs> and then there was like another smaller earthquake, like a little bit after that, and it was early in the morning. And I think I must have just like. Been like, oh, I got to order an earthquake kit and forgot that I ordered it. And so I got an earthquake kit and then I came home yesterday and there was a box on my <laughs> thing. And I was like, is this another earthquake kit? You can never and be I too had, prepared. So now I have two earthquake kits. So like I can take care of up to <laughs> 16 people at this point. Wow. For at, a week. at my house for a week, yeah. which is I think all you'll need. Right. Well, what's um, in the earthquake kit? Because I, I don't actually have one and I, I know two. I need to get in on this. Oh. My friend, you know, my friend Hannah, who is very prone to um, heightening a sense of emergency about everything, spent be, a dinner. Prepared, yeah. Sure, that too. She spent a whole dinner explaining to me like why I need earthquake kits and like how important it was. And she was so emphatic that I was a little drunk after dinner and went home and like $300 on Amazon later. Got like Whoa. my dog's earthquake kit. Got like two giant boxes. I haven't opened. What's, what's in it? I haven't opened it. Uh, well, I have a thing called like a, it's basically like a honey bucket. And so it's a, <laughs> it's this bucket. Uh-huh. And inside the bucket, there's like a crank uh, flashlight yep. radio. I got all that. Um, there's like these like little food blocks that are like you can eat. <laughs> oh, them. like the high calorie. Yeah. So you don't yeah. Those food. kinds of things. There's um, non-perishables. There's like stuff that you can put in the water to kind of clean it. Yeah. Like purify yeah. it if you um, need to. There is. And then after you empty the whole bucket out, <laughs> you can actually poop and pee in the bucket. There's oh. like a little toilet seat on it. See, really? I don't have um, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, wow, that sounds fancy. How expensive is this? Uh, um, I mean, it's kit? about, I think it goes anywhere between like 80 and a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's that for seems four reasonable. people, but then, you know, but then you yeah. also have to have a go bag. Right. So that's <laughs> like your go bag is like an earthquake kick, but a little bit smaller that you could put on yeah. your bag. And if you have, when you got to leave, you yeah. bug out. When you, you really got to bug go. out. So you got to have like water in there and the water sure. needs to be in these like metal bags so that it, they stay better. You know, oh, a little longer see, like I haven't this. gone this far. Yeah. That's, I just, I feel so unprepared now. Yeah. You I need should to go feel that get way. some got long range walkie talkies. Whoa, you, know, you are fully yeah. prepared. <laughs> are you into like doomsday prepping and that sort of I'm thing? I'm not like into it, but you know, <laughs> like, like, you want to be prepared. A reasonable you want to be prepared. You know, the one, the one thing that I'm not, have not been able to do because my wife won't let me. So I was like, well, I want to get a motorcycle. <laughs> Same because not not to like be cool. Right. I, I, Just I, for I, I honestly don't like I'm not big into motorcycles or think that they're cool. But if there was a problem, yeah, if you need right. to get out, you, you need to get out. A motorcycle is the best way to do it. Absolutely. You know, in a car. hundred percent. Like, in you know, you watch Walking Dead. Yeah. It's always just 
Lines of cars. Lines of cars. Abandoned. Yeah. Zombies in them. You oh. know, you could get a bicycle if, you know, that yeah, might. That's, that's not as cool. That's not as cool, dude. <laughs> I acknowledge that it's not as cool. I'm like, I'm just <laughs> post-apocalyptic. Uh, but yeah. I'm saying. Around, I'm just tired and eating all my, like, food rations yeah. immediately. True. Also, I didn't know that they went bad so quickly. I need to check my emergency oh, yeah, you gotta check. Now. I mean, they last for a while, but, you know. I just assumed they lasted for, like, years and years. So did I. I guess not. I got to refresh that stuff. I gotta go check it. Yeah, I got a bag for my dog that literally is like transfers into a backpack because she's very aggressive and doesn't get along with like other humans. Okay. So it like in fight or flight mode, I'm just shoving her in this bag and throwing her on my back. And oh, just, wow. You're going to carry her. Oh, I thought you bag. had a bag of supplies for your dog. You I have do. a bag to put the dog in. I have a, I both. <laughs> Crazy. I have both. Because Amazon recommended <laughs> when I bought the bag of supplies, maybe you need the dog bag too to for the carry dog. The dog. Okay. And you're yeah. like, of course I do. Because I imagine. Add to cart. Yeah. I imagine <laughs> that by the time this happens, uh, <laughs> like when they say a mom gets superhuman strength when she has to lift a car sure. off of like her child, that I'll be that strong and yeah. be able to do that. You'll be able to carry yeah this like you're kind of kind of ball heavy of a dog. yeah she's like 40 pounds <laughs> oh my god I'll do it uh i'll be so strong uh <laughs> someone wants to know what would his drag name be what would my drag name be yeah oh, that's man. a tough question i don't those even are know always the, like a pun right they're usually a pun yeah. some of them are you know pretty straightforward but they're usually a pun okay um huge jack woman like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's really, really good. If that doesn't exist already, you got to trademark that for yourself. That's pretty That's good. Really good. Oh, How long have you been a drag queen? <laughs> yeah, you're at the Abbey every Wednesday. Uh, Someone's know, Do you get good kids in the hall stories from Mark? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark McKinney, who is on Superstore, uh-huh. uh, was also a member of Kids in the Hall. And uh, yeah, you know, he always has like fun kids in the hall stories and Saturday Night Live stories. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's been doing comedy forever. And obviously, as you know, somebody who does like sketch comedy was like, you know, having, you know, a god be on the yeah, he's show. A le- yeah. He's a legend. He's like a legend you I know? can imagine um, like fan, fanboying, fangirling over that scenario. Yeah, but you know what? He's also like the chillest, coolest guy. He plays video games with me. You know, yeah. we play video games a lot cool. together. And every time there is a, you know, a, a, a Kids in the Hall fan that shows up, he's always super excited to talk to him. Oh, and, that's great. Yeah. He was on a show called Slings and Arrows, which yeah, is like he one of cre- my, he created, created that show. It. I know, yeah. like one of my absolute favorite shows of all time. Yeah. I believe there, I, I think there might be another one coming Ooh, up. Really? I think so. Maybe. Oh, maybe that's I'm breaking. That. So exciting. For or me. maybe I not. Love that or maybe show. not. Or maybe not. Who or knows? Maybe not. I mean, everything is possible and nothing is possible. Uh, uh, well, I guess you put it that way. Yeah. I'm less excited, <laughs> Grace. <laughs> uh, you were saying that you guys all genuinely get along on set. Oh yeah, the cast of Superstore yeah. is. Awesome. Do you have like goofs and spoofs and pranks and things like that? Uh, lots of goofs and spoofs. <laughs> um, lots of pranks. I wouldn't say too many pranks, but right. uh, we definitely have a lot of fun on set. You Which know? is and, nice. And, and even like a lot of like times where if somebody like starts singing a song, yeah. kind of with another person will like join in and then all of a sudden the whole <laughs> cast is like singing a song uh, and then the cameraman would start singing. It's like a super fun cast. Oh, that's crew, great. It's really, it's really fun. That's really nice. Yeah. When you feel that connected, then you look forward to going to work every exactly. day. Exactly. That's really great. Um, do you have any like not bizarre, but like when people stop you on the street, are there any like interesting fan interactions or people? Um, you know, uh, well, yes, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, we'll have interesting. You know, some of the more interesting ones are when like 
know, because again, like as a writer for a long time, so yeah, not really my thing wasn't like, oh, I hope people on the street will know who I am or something like that. And so it still kind of weirds me out. So like, you know, one of my favorite things to do is always to like, uh, you know, get up on like a Saturday or a Sunday and like not put on normal, you know, keep my pajamas on and then just like go hang out at Best Buy or something <laughs> like just check stuff out. Yeah. But like I can't do that anymore, you know, because oh. people recognize me and I look crazy. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, I can't do that. So that's that's so, that's so a you, bummer. So your you fame is you, ruining your favorite you like hobby. You can't go into a Walmart or like a Sam's Club, right? I can go into it, but <laughs> yeah, but there is going to be one of the employees who's like, what? That guy can walk? And like they're freaking out. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, I can't do that. Uh, but right. then like more like well, some of the more funny ones, though, are that. <laughs> You know, because people don't, you know, when you see somebody, you know, and this happens to me and I'm sure it happens to you guys, like when you see somebody who you know from a show, sometimes your brain tells you that you oh, just I know, know this, this person. person. Yes. And we so, were just talking about this yeah, before. Yeah. That Yeah, that you can't, you don't connect right away. You're just like, oh yeah, we're And I get that so much. You. You'll do you be really? like, dude, where do I know you from? And, you know, and you want to be kind of humble. And so you're like, oh, I don't know. Uh, you know what? Where did you go to school? And they're like, oh, I went to school in Florida. And like, well, I'm not from Florida. <laughs> oh, man, no. And like one guy, this is one of my favorite ones, is this guy who goes, he's like, I know I know you from somewhere. And I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm an actor. So I've been on, you know, some TV mm -hmm. shows. He's like, no. He's like, do you work? Do you work at the Target? And this, this is like, and I'm in Austin. He's like, do you work at the, this Target? And and I'm like, no, but the show that I'm on, I work at a store. It's at a store that's like Target. And he just goes, nah. <laughs> in the kind of a mean way. And then like turned away and like did his own thing. And my wife was there and she was like, what the fuck was that? Oh my God. That's He's so like, why funny. won't you fess up? Yeah, fess up. You work yeah. at the Target. <laughs> And then he went and told his wife, that guy's a weirdo. Weirdo. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind next, next time, time I, I get him at Target. Target. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever had that kind of like fanboy experience seeing someone in Los Angeles that you're like a major fan of? That I was really super excited yeah. about? Um, this was, actually wasn't in Los Angeles, um, but it was um, on a plane just recently because I just watched uh, Three Billboards. Yeah. And I got onto a plane, and uh, what's his name was in the front. Uh, the, he plays the cop, like the kind of racist guy who like. Oh loses yeah, the, it's um. Uh, 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 I'm thinking, oh. but he's nominated for every. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, and he's just great. He's always great. Everything yeah. he does, you're always like, that guy's cool, man. Yeah. And Why like, am he's I blocking his up? name. I love him. He's like yeah. one of my favorite actors. I know. Sam, Sam Rockwell, Rockwell. Thank you. Yeah. So Sam oh, that Rockwell was gonna drive me stands crazy. up and uh -huh. like. Is he's you know obviously he's in first class at Sam Rockwell right yeah, so he like stands up and I'm like oh <laughs> and I like look to the side and the guy sitting next to me like looks over at me and he's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would have like oh cool I would have done the same thing yeah. I'm a huge fan I've been a, oh, yeah. I've been a fan of his for like 20 years he's, he's always so good. good it's like every time he shows up it's like mm -hmm. you're like oh this guy's gonna be cool man. yeah you it's feel be good. safe yeah. and comforted. Because, yeah. yeah, but that's so fun <laughs> as a grown man have that experience with yeah. someone else. Um, someone wants to know, would you rather have arms for legs or legs for arms? The classic question. Arms for legs or legs <laughs> for arms? I guess I'd do arms for legs, right? Because, yeah. Yeah. 
Then you can run like, around like a spider. Yeah, because you, you, I'd still have because then I could like do a whole bunch you still have of more opposable stuff. Thumbs. And you could like you eventually you just get you know you'd yeah. get you'd be able to get strong enough to walk around on on your on, on your, your leg arms. <laughs> but you could also like grab stuff. You'd be like a monkey, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could That'd turn upside down yeah. really easily. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely arms for legs. <laughs> done and done. What a dumb question. Yeah, it's so obvious. Jesus. One answer. Uh, so also, if you could live in a superstore, what would be the first thing you would do once the store was empty? Um, if I could live in a superstore, first thing I do when the store is well, empty, let's say <clears throat> you sound like you're a really tech savvy guy. Like you like mm-hmm. tech, you like electronics. Sure. If you had to spend a night in a Best Buy without being seen in your pajamas by anyone, yeah. what would you do? I'd probably just get like a bunch of Blu-rays and go into their like audio, <laughs> yes. audio visual like section and yes. just like watch Crank like it. really like cool movies, like really loud. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Uh, I mean, you probably don't have just one. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of like favorite movies. Um, you know, I'm a big, I love Star Wars. So, uh, you know, um, be definitely Empire Strikes Back would probably be one of my more favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like waiting for them to release like the original theatrical version of that movie. Yeah, keep waiting. I don't <laughs> know if it's ever happen, man. But I think it should because I think it would sell pretty well. I think it would too. But you know, I'd, yeah, I think it would too. I think people, I, I'd go see, I'd go see it a bunch of times because I have it. I have it on VHS, but it's like the old VHS and it's like letterboxed, so oh, it's like okay. impossible to watch. Yeah. Um, but you can't get like a high def version of that movie. Without like all of the extras. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Do you have an ideal project that you haven't worked on yet? An ideal project that I haven't. Or like a dream project. Um, uh, I'd love to be Martian Manhunter in a Martian Manhunter movie. Okay, that'd be fun. I don't wait. That rings a bell. But what he's like was this that? green superhero. Oh yeah, Mars. that's right. I do remember that. Yeah, he was a comic book character. Yeah. That's right. Was it? Wait, is that Looney Tunes? No, no. that was Marvin the Martian. No, that's Marvin okay. the Martian. Yeah, There's no. many I'd do that Martian. project too. I definitely, I'd, uh, I wouldn't turn that one. Yeah, down, yeah. Martian but... Man. I remember that was like a comic book. I remember yeah. reading those like in the nineties. Yeah, I like Martian Manhunter. Yeah, okay. It's pretty great. Uh, someone wants to know what's the stupidest thing you've done with Dina. Stupidest thing I've done with Dina. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I'm assuming that they are talking to me as Garrett, the character. I guess so, yes. Dino, the stupidest thing that Garrett and Dina have done. Um, I mean, there's an episode where they have sex multiple times in Glenn's <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was kind of silly. Pretty dumb. Yeah. It seems pretty dumb. Yeah. Um, also, your wife just became a nurse, right? Yes, she did. Yeah, she just she Congrats. just got uh she just passed her NCLEX and uh, she's still going to school to become an NP. But uh, but yeah, she is now a nurse. So That's I have to cool. But it must be very nice. healthy. Now. I was gonna say, do you now are you more cautious of? All uh, well, you can't get into any kind of health argument with a nurse you know like yeah you'll lose everyone everyone yeah. she knows like how your metabolism works like there's yeah. no you know you can't be like oh but you know this is you know it says fat free and she's like well that doesn't mean that it's healthy that means it has more you know and you're like okay well you know do you guys have a safe you- word of when you get too deep into like a health conversation that you both agree no disagree? we definitely should <laughs> establish one we definitely right now. a safe word because you know, like we we're talking about what you follow on instagram she'll yep. follow things on instagram 
that show like wounds and like operations uh, and stuff. Get yeah, out of here. And like, it'll be in the morning. Like, we'll, like just, <laughs> just woken up and she's like, oh, that's so interesting. I'll be like, what? And she'll be like this. <laughs> and it's like somebody's skin peeled back uh, on their hands. So uh, you can see like their tendons moving. And I'm like, what the, why, why are you showing this to me? That's crazy. You don't think this is interesting? No, I'm not a nurse. Vito, <laughs> Yeah, that's gross. No, thank you. But she's great. Very funny. But that's, I mean, it also must be kind of refreshing and nice to, to be married to someone that isn't in the entertainment industry. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was an actor for uh, for a, a long time, uh, but um, so she gets it. She gets yeah. it. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, she definitely gets it, which is great. Um, but it's it 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 is, and it's also just you know fun to you know be in a relationship anytime, but with somebody who's got like passion and drive, you know, oh, um, yeah, and, those and, and is like motivated. Um, you know, not that I, you know, anybody else that I had ever dated wasn't, you know, passionate or motivated, but, you know, there's, you know, it, it, it's definitely a... Especially when you've admitted multiple times on this podcast that you are very lazy. <laughs> Fair enough. No, but, I, but, I've, a, but I've earned it. I, you yeah. Know, like I, I, I work hard when I need to. Oh, and, no, that's you know. the insane hours of acting are like bonkers of being on set. Yeah, that doesn't like translate to like actually working in like a target or something like that no no that's that and that's much harder work than anything that i would that i do yeah yeah but it's a good balance it yeah. seems like it's very yin yang um we're coming to the end of the podcast colton thank you so much for being oh, okay. here i did want to say yeah. uh that it's laurel Thank you. Oh, we were talking. I was going to yeah. ask you that, but there it is. Okay, we're all in agreement then. I could not hear Yanni. Brooks only or heard Yanni or whatever. I didn't hear it at all. My wife heard it, and she demanded that I was wrong. I couldn't and then, hear and it. And then for 10 minutes, she finally went, oh, I hear Laurel. No, Brooks is the same thing. All last night, he was like, Yanni, Yanni, Yanni. Then I'm getting texts today. He's like, now I, I can only hear Laurel. I was trying so hard to hear Yanni, and I yeah. couldn't. I could only hear. But Laura I'm glad Laura. that we're all on the same page. Yeah, um, good. So yeah. it's a safe Agreed. space. Uh, but we're going to give you, uh, we make a custom fortune cookie for every guest that oh, comes on the podcast. Wow. So you're welcome to open it and yeah. read the fortune that's just for you. Oh, <laughs> it's very good ASMR. Man, mm -hmm. nice. You could, you could have been a Foley artist, Colton. Oh, okay. I got two. Oh, or no. Oh, it's a really long one. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. A ghost was trapped in this fortune cookie, but you just let it out. That's kind. Oh, oh yeah. sweet. So, um, very sweet. Um, Be free, guys. <laughs> uh, Colton, where can people find you online? Um. Yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. he's chowing down on that fortune cookie. Yeah, I eat the fortune cookie. It doesn't come true. Uh, where can people find you on their TV, on their computer, et cetera? Uh, you can find me online at Captain Dope, C-A-P-T-D-O-P-E, and that's on oh, really? Twitter I don't know Instagram. how you got that Fantastic. handle. It's really great. Old handles, my old gamer tag, still my gamer tag. So you can find me on Xbox or PlayStation, also at Captain Dope. There you go. Uh, Facebook, just look for Colton Dunn. It's a fan page, so I don't, I won't be interacting with you really on it, but you'll get posts on there. Sure. Uh, and then you can watch Superstore. You can catch up on all the seasons at NBC.com. So check that out. Go see Blockers and go watch Laser Team 2 on uh, iTunes. That's awesome. Thank you, Colton, so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. We'll see you guys next time on Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Bye. Too deep, too deep, too deep, too deep, too deep, too deep. Not, too deep. not too deep, with Grace Helbig.
This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Third Love. Armed with the measurements of millions of women, Third Love scrapped the standard bra cup molds and developed their own. They have sizes ranging from AA through G. They guarantee a perfect fit, plus returns and exchanges are always free. And Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my beautiful listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash grace now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grace for 15% off today. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace. Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer Melissa D. Mons. With writing by Diane Kang. Audio support by Chris Henry. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. Too deep, too deep, too deep, not too deep. This Grace Helbig. Whatever struggles you are facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist. And anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it is affordable, and you will get 10% off your first month with the discount code GRACE. So why not get started? Go to betterhelp.com grace. Fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor that you'll love today. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Producer Melissa D. Montz.